0: What is going on, everybody? Hopefully, you guys are all doing well out there. It is a absolute pleasure to be here uh, with you guys, and I, and maybe I'll get into why why it is uh, I feel even very lucky to be here. Um, we've got a great, outstanding interview. I've actually just got uh, done with it, <laughs> so the magic's of podcast editing. Um, coming up and, and I'm, I'm probably going to take about five minutes here as kind of a lead in cause we've got about an hour long interview on NASCAR and I encourage you all, a lot of you guys are in probably into baseball, into football, into basketball, into hockey. I encourage you to listen to this uh, NASCAR because I bring on an expert Val who's been listening to the show since I think day one, um, all the way back into 2008 is when we started this podcast. And so he's been listening for a really long time. And um, he's always shooting me NASCAR information. He has a website, nascardradio.com. You want to check that out. There's kind of a wealth of information on there. We talk about everything from the, the very first NASCAR sets and kind of promotional sets to the new cards. Uh, to We talk about press pass, um, going out of business. We talk about what's going on this season in NASCAR. We talk about some of the value you might be able to find in NASCAR. And I think that's what's gotten me the most excited. I'm going to go get on eBay um, and kind of maybe monitor some of the cards, monitor some of the prices, and see if I can't maybe um, get some of these cards. Because I think... Just based – I mean, I don't want to give away the interview too much and give away some of the details we talked to, but um, stay tuned for that. That will be coming up in a couple minutes. I want to recap a couple things. Um, Number one, back last October – don't exactly remember what show it was, but I talked about a service called Collector Crate. That's similar to Loot Crate or – What's the one? I've seen them on Shark Tank where there was like a coffee one. There's one that's really popular for women. I think it has like cosmetics and things like that. It's the name of the services is skipping my mind. But sure enough, I was right. You can go back and listen to that show. can't remember exactly what show it was, but it was back in October of 2014. I did a show. It was only about 30 minutes long. And I talked about Collector Crate and I talked about some of the challenges that that company would face or that business model would face. I don't want to call a website a company. And I said within six to nine months, they would be likely struggling with the business model. Because one, they weren't getting the stuff for free. The only way those collector crates or whatever crate model, the only way it works, this is for all of you that dream of maybe setting up that kind of business model. The only way it works is if you get the product for free, period. You got to get the coffee for free. You got to get the makeup for free. You got to get whatever it is, the loot crate. You got to get all that stuff for free or basically for free. I mean, nothing's free, but essentially it needs to be promotional can't be buying this stuff off the off the wholesalers or buying it off the rack that business model is not going to work and sure enough collector crate has apparently gone poof people have orders people who have had orders uh, are not getting their crates so if if any of you didn't take my advice to avoid that business model and you signed up for that you want to Do, you know, do some kind of stop payment on your credit card or your PayPal and get your money back. Go get your money back and try to get your money back for the whole thing, for the ones you already paid for. And God, I would try to get that money back too. I don't know how successful it is. Chances are this guy went broke and went poof. So that's what happens in the sports card business. There was a lot of people. That took a free... This guy sent me an email and offered me a fleet corrector crate. And I didn't get back to him. Because I knew that his business model sucked. But there was a lot of people out there on Twitter and blogs that put up glowing reviews. Oh, great idea. Well, great. This is great. Yeah, No, it wasn't a good idea. wasn't a good idea. So... Hopefully... Me warning or me putting kind of a down review on it back in October saved you guys some of the pain and some of the, not necessarily the pain, but the hassle of canceling a credit card order or getting your money back because that's what a lot of people are doing right now. TriStar Show. I went to the TriStar Show in San Francisco. It was a lot of fun. I stayed overnight. I went to, I spent more on like Uber cabs than I did at the show. I spent like twenty bucks. I think I bought uh six cards. I bought a AJ Green card, I bought a Brandon Belt card, bought a Matt Kane card, and I bought a Nikola Vucevic autograph card. I actually, got a real good deal on all of them. Only paid about four or five dollars each for them, and the AJ Green was like a jumbo patch jersey, and the Matt Kane and the Brandon Belt were on card autographs, so I got a good deal. I thought on some cards. And, um, but uh, yeah, i spent more money on my hotel and, and the Uber and Giants game and dinner and food met a wonderful, uh, Matt who was on our show last year, who was like a, uh and he's like everything in the uh in the in the military in the air force he's like a i don't know what like the highest you can get i think like officer and and that's where he's at so it was an honor to uh see him again and meet with him and have lunch with them that was definitely the highlight of the whole thing but i encourage all of you guys check out your local card shows I went around. I like honestly. I didn't see that many good deals. Check out my cards wasn't there, so I didn't dig through. There was some penny boxes and some ten cent boxes, but I didn't dig through them because check out my cards wasn't there. I didn't want to, you know, walk home. I didn't want to not walk home, but I didn't want to go home with a bunch of cards and stuff. So I didn't really buy as much. People were. I was trying to pick up a Joe Montana or a Magic Johnson autograph or somewhere, and you know, somewhere in my sweet spot of a thing. I didn't really see. Um yeah, you know, everybody was charging. I see all Joe Montana I guess, but they were all charging, you know, pretty much full price for him. So there weren't a whole lot of deals, but it's still fun to go, still fun to kind of see the vibe and the hobby. There were some kids there. Not I wouldn't call them kids. They were like, you know, probably seventh, eighth grade. Uh and so that was good to see and they had money and they were trying to sell cards and it was it was that was cool to see. And overall it was a fun it was a fun uh weekend. So as we move, that's about all I have. We're going to be talking about NASCAR, and it's kind of like I was – today was a, like a pivotal moment. I don't know if it was a pivotal moment, but it was definitely a, a sobering day, I think I would call it for myself. I was driving back home. I was uh, I stayed out of the area, and I was driving back uh, to where I live, and uh, there's a stretch of freeway. In California, all the freeways suck, and you, know, you get traffic all over the place. But there are certain places that are worse than others and i witnessed a big rig he the dude must have been asleep or on his cell phone one of the two or maybe both uh and he basically pancaked uh a couple cars and i witnessed uh basically the worst thing you could possibly see i was you know close to the scene and so i got out of my car and what i witnessed was not What you want to see, basically. Uh, And it was was a very humbling day. So I encourage you all out there to drive carefully. Some of you guys listen to us on the drive. Drive carefully. Check your rearview mirror. Always leave yourself a a way out. You know, what I witnessed, the person had no chance because the traffic was backed up. She couldn't go left or right. She was basically at the mercy of, you know, just bad luck. And, um, stuff like that happens. I hope obviously none of that happens to any of you. If it was me sitting there, I, I wouldn't be recording this podcast ever again. Uh, that's how bad it was. I encourage you all drive very carefully. Um, don't. And like I said, always try to give yourself a way out. Keep an eye on your rear view mirror. Never know what might be coming behind you. Number two is I'm going to go buy a new car. I have a Honda. And if I was in that Honda, I would. I'd be in the same condition as the the woman that I saw and some of the other people that were injured in the crash as well. Uh, I'm going to go get a new car. I'm going to go buy the, the biggest, uh, safest European car I can afford. And um, that's something that you guys might want to think of as well. Um, not that I'm, I'm trying to give a public service announcement for European automobiles, but they tend to be very well built and very safe. Not that American cars aren't safe either, but a lot of this stuff being made now are these fuel efficient kind of light little bang box of a car. Um, and to me, if you saw what I saw today, you're not going to care about how much your gas mileage is. You're not going to care about what your insurance payment is. If somebody rolls up behind you. All you're going to care about is how safe your car is, um, and so definitely my life was changed today. And I, all of you, mean the world to me, and I want you all to be safe out there. Drive carefully. If you can't afford a new car, I understand they're money. are a lot of money. I can barely afford a, a new car myself, and so, um, but I encourage you all to drive carefully. Buy the safest car you can possibly afford to buy because that will be the one thing that could possibly get you to walk away from an accident. If you buy these really tiny fuel efficient vehicles, yeah, you're saving money on gas. But if anything of any substance hits you, you're, it's, it's, trust me, it's not pretty. What happens after that? So not to end it on a down note, we've got a tremendous. Interview coming up right after this break. Please join me and Val from nascardradio.com We've got ways, we've got tips on how to get autographs of the top Hall of Fame top NASCAR drivers for free or for very little money. For just a little bit of time and some stamps, you can get Hall of Fame all-time great, basically all-time greatest drivers, autographs. A number of them. We got tips on uh, some of the up and coming guys, like I, like for me, like up and coming is like Joey Logano, you know what I mean. But there's other guys that are coming up through the truck series and the Infinity series and some of these low, you know, they're like the double A and single A of uh, of NASCAR or like kind of the Nationwide Tour or whatever web.com Tour of the PGA Tour. So there's all these little series um, and different things that are grooming drivers, um, and you have. You know, drivers getting towards the end of their career like Jeff Gordon is leaving. And so there's going to be a guy that's going to come in and replace him and going to get his sponsorship money, going to get his pit crew, going to get his crew chief, going to get the guys that change the tires, going to get the guys that build the cars and have all the knowledge of the aerodynamics and all the computer data and all the stuff that built over of years and years and years of racing. So there's going to be some young guys coming into the sport that have affordable cards. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the old school, like basically the entire history of NASCAR cards. That's what's so cool is we'll, Val gives you right off the top of his head, like the entire, the basically history of NASCAR cards and kind of, uh, from the very first sets to when it kind of boomed in the, you know, the nineties and upper deck was making cards and everybody seemed to make cards. And then it tailed down to where just press pass was making cards. We talk about that. We talk about press pass going out of business. Talk about the next what's to come. Somebody's going to pick up NASCAR is just too good of a license. Um, you know, it's too, it's not that it's that good of a license. It's too popular of a sport. I mean, there's MLS cards and there's UFC cards and there's not that those aren't popular, but Hey, NASCAR is, is worldwide. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, and especially in the United States, it is um, extremely popular extremely lucrative. Uh, Obviously there's money flowing through the sport with sponsorships and TV and things like that. So, Right after this very short break we're even going to play some music for you guys. Got some music for you guys. Sit back, relax. Let's go racing, Coming up
1: let's go with Val, us. NASCARradio.com it's right
0: after driving, this. Love it when, they love it when the back lots of noise. Can't wait to hear
1: the Racin' boys! Let's go racing boys. That's the racing boys. Let's go racing boys. That's the racing boys.
0: Oh yeah! And we are back, and I'm pleased to be joined on the phone today by long time listener and uh frequent frequently contacts me um I think Val you might have been one of the first three or four people to ever contact me uh, uh from my podcast uh all the way back into I think maybe 2008 um so I really appreciate you listening for such a long time and it's really nice uh to bring you on today how are you doing today Val I'm I'm doing well thank you for having me yeah it's been a, a long
2: time um I remember that um, I don't know how I found it but I um, was glad I did that somebody was doing you know a um, it, it show for cards whatever in and, a and podcast format so and it was really great information I, you know over these years gotten a lot out of it and appreciate you doing it um, as we'll talk about I do some stuff on the NASCAR side and it's uh, you do it because you love it so
0: right yeah and I'm uh yeah, I'm really happy to to have you on. It's good to actually get to talk to you for the first time. Um, like you said, you're you're into NASCAR, and let's just drive right into the the fast lane here and kind of jump right into it. Why don't you give us? I know Dale uh, Earnhardt Jr. Uh, just won last week. Maybe talk a little bit about the this season and maybe how it compares to um, maybe seasons past and maybe how the season might play out. I know it's Jeff Gordon's. Uh, kind of farewell tour. Uh, maybe give us uh, some of us that don't follow the, the NASCAR series super closely, maybe give us uh, an idea of what's going on this year.
2: Yes. Um, so they changed the format last year um, for the playoff system. And, um, you know, the, the, basically you get a win and you're pretty much guaranteed your last. They call it the chase now. Um, and they have different rounds where. You, know, you have to win to stay in it. So everybody who gets a win right now is guaranteed at least a spot in the chase. So um, we're 10 races in, and um, like I said, Dale Earnhardt Jr. won. Um, Kurt Bush who had all of his off-track issues and was suspended, he won um, last week at Richmond. And then you have you know, Jimmy Johnson, uh, Brad Keselowski, and uh, Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick. So all those guys are guaranteed. So it makes it a lot interesting, and, and I contacted you last year uh, when had that whole, you know, new format, and tempers get heated, and it's a lot of, I like, guess, speed racing, and uh, uh, tempers flowering, and trying yeah. to make that in those spots, so. But, um, yeah, NASCAR is different than some of the other sports where you don't have a home team and a weight team, they play, everybody plays at the same track at the same time, you don't have you know, somebody playing in like baseball analogy and playing in Wrigley Field and somebody playing after games in Yankee Stadium or whatever, yeah. trying to compare. Everybody's all in, in the uh, on the track and going for it.
0: And just as kind of a NASCAR, uh, you know, just a very, very casual fan myself, what separates someone like, like Jimmy Johnson seems to do really well every year. Jeff Gordon for like, seems like my whole life has always done well. What separates the Jeff Gordons of the world, the Dale Earnhardt juniors and seniors of the world from a guy that's, you know, maybe we I someone like me hasn't heard of, or maybe only wins once every couple of years. What do you think it is that really separates the top drivers on the circuit to the more mid tier to lower guys that we don't hear of?
2: So I'm located in right outside outside of Charlotte. So I'm over here in uh racing Mecca or whatever, mm-hmm. we have the Hall of Fame and all the, the teams here. So, um you have part of it is talent, part of it is um money and okay. um training. So your Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, De Honor Junior, Case Kane, they run for Hendrick. Um Hendrick is one of the top teams, it's not the, it is the top team they did evaluations, and I think they are at $300 million or something. Um, Hendrick has been in the sport since uh, the mid-'80s, started with Jeff O'Don and Tim Richmond, and has, you know, got Jeff Gordon, and, and just they've run a great shop. Mm-hmm. The tire changers, the pit guys, you know, they're all through uh, fitness program and strengthening, and they're practicing their pit stops and where. You know, a second pit road, you know, will gain them spaces or advance them um, on the track. So, um, you know, that comes from sponsorship money and um, you know all the other stuff. So, the smaller teams, the um, I think it's Furniture Row, they're at I think Denver, Colorado. They're a smaller team. And, you know, like Chip Canassi, they've got a two-car team, while Hendrick is a large group. You know, these other guys are, are fighting. So part of it is talent. You need drivers, and the other part is you need um, the team supporting it. you got the crew chief, who's kind of your manager. If we put in a baseball analogy. He's over the tire changers and the, um, the jack man and the gas guy and, you know, and, and the driver. So they, they communicate and, and talk about... You know what they're gonna do for the, the change and stuff so um, the the more money you have the better talent you can get <laughs> so unfortunately uh, you do have these guys that uh, some tracks are better than others where the smaller teams have a better shot winning I see. Um, like you have a short track so you have like a mile track that might be you know it looks like almost like a Coliseum so martinsville some of these places I have been just matters like a fishbowl or a toilet bowl or whatever it's just where, um, uh, where Chicago, uh, where the Bears play, it was just actually they used to play. They used to drive there too. They had races in Chicago, but huh. um, it, so you have a small track, and so there's a lot of beating and banging. Is not really arrow um, dynamics that, or you know, you have to draft and do all this other stuff at a really big track. So small tracks, you know, kind of anybody can win. I see. Last last group there kind of can do it, but then some of the bigger ones, the bigger tracks. You go up to Talladega, it's two and a half mile. You know, you need to draft with other folks, and you have any little scratch on your car or whatever can reduce your aero package. And, right. um, so, the small tracks, I guess, you can have those guys, smaller teams win at some of those other places, and opposed to the, the bigger tracks. I see.
0: How is it split? Is it like, are there only a handful of smaller tracks, or is it... The, you know, split fifty fifty throughout the year. I'm not really familiar with that.
2: They, they have a couple of road courses in okay. there as well. Peppered in, I think there's like two or three. I think you have one out in California. There's Watkins Glen, right? Two that come to, that come to mind. Um, then you have the really big one like Talladega and, and Daytona. Then you have like Charlotte, I think it's one and a half. And You have some of the small ones. So I kind of I think it's kind of split. And then when they have the chase. The chases split amongst them. I think there's, I don't know if there's, I think there's one road course in there. I think. Okay. So it it, it kind of varies. So yeah, Darlings is another big one. So they they geared more towards the, the bigger ones. There was some smaller tracks back in the '80s and stuff. They, um, like Bruton Smith, he's um, the owner of the Charlotte Motor Speedway in, in Texas, but you know, he bought Rockingham, and, and they basically took the tour dates away from and Hammond which is a smaller track and put them to the the big tracks and so make more money and Vegas yeah. and stuff like that. So there's actually some, been some push to go, I guess, back to some of the smaller stuff. Um, there's three national series, if you will, uh, kind of like the baseball analogy, the, I guess the single A, double A and, or triple A and, and, major league. So you have, yeah. um, the, the lower levels of trucks. Okay. And, um, those are pretty cool. They're, they run for the last couple of years. Tony Stewart owns a track in Eldora, or it's called Eldora, it's somewhere in Ohio, and it's a dirt track. It's really cool to watch. It's on the middle of the week in July, I think. Okay, this will be their, their third running, so that's really cool to see them sliding around. So <laughs> they've added, they've added that. That was the first time they ran dirt in NASCAR upper series since like the 1970s. Um, <laughs> so that that's really cool, and then you have. Um, next series up is the infinity series was nationwide and, um, and okay. bought the rights to that. And so that's that middle group. And then you have the spring cup and that's where the, the, um, Jimmy Johnson's and right. the Richard Petty, all those championships, all that stuff. That's the highest level. Um,
0: very, very interesting. So that's a good, I think that's kind of a good, uh, you know, background to uh, NASCAR. Someone like me, it's good to hear that kind of perspective. Let's talk about. Um, let's talk about some of the cards. Uh, I know you go way back. You collect NASCAR cards. That it was probably the Winston Cup uh, back then. Um,
2: yeah, the Grand National Series.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, oh, Is that what it was called uh, in the beginning?
2: Yeah, I think it was the Grand National. Uh, even back father, they started. I think it was in forty eight or forty nine. Okay. Was and, and then they they started changing the series. I think Winston came in in the early seventies. But like, uh, I started collecting cards like in the seventy late seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first pack of cards I bought was like a seventy nine solo pack or something. But um, but comparing it to baseball and football, the early sets in baseball and football were giveaways. And NASCAR is no different. It's just the amount of time. Since, so NASCAR started in the late 40s. It took the first set, actually, that was dedicated to NASCAR um, was the 1972 STP set. So following baseball, from, like I said, from the late 70s 80s, I remember getting a Beckett and looking at all the cards and the, the thing. I, I think we're a lot alike where you know, knowledge is, is power, basically, or knowledge is you, know, you wanna make an informed decision and spend your money wisely. Right. So you try to, you know, research everything you can. So I knew that and I could, you know, pick a baseball card, show me the front and I could tell you what year it was. And, you know, that, so I started researching NASCAR and um, was finding out that there wasn't a lot of information about it. So, um, so you get the, really the first set, it was uh, about 11 cards, it was a 72 STP set. And what happened was, so everybody knows about Richard Petty and STP, and they've been—they were really the first national sponsor um, to sponsor a car. So, uh, Rick, uh, Fred Lorenzen actually ran in '71 with the STP car, and so um, when they signed Petty in '72. Um, Andy Granatelli who was the CEO of STP at the time, and a big race, big race guy. He was actually into Indy and drove, tried to drive in an Indy, and him and his brothers. But you know, it's a whole nother story. So he hooked up with a, a guy, a Ray Man, who uh, produced a racing pictorial magazine. So he took all his color, his photos in color, and I had a magazine. So they got together and they produced a small set, and he would give them out. So I've talked to folks tracking down uh, talking to folks back in 72 for speed speed week whatever it was back then in Daytona mm-hmm. and gave out cards mm-hmm. and um, and the reason I said it was there's two Fred Lorenzen in, in there there's two different variations of it one's by the car one's a headshot um, and they recycle some of the same photos if you get some of the old issues of racing Victoria, you can see the same photos mm-hmm. that were used or like the same setting, but maybe a couple of shutter clicks away
1: from the
2: exact photo. Huh. And the reason I said it was in 72, they hooked um he hooked up with, STP hooked up with Petty. But Lorenzen didn't race in 72, so I didn't, so I, I think part of the thing is um, they either gave that away or they pulled one of them, or he pulled one of them, and they're not as plentiful. So one of them is, is harder to find than the, other, than the others. But so the '72, and you got all some of the stars: uh, Richard Petty, Ricky, I consider, and Penny um, Parsons, Bobby Allison, uh, James Hilton. Um, it's really a great little set. So that was really the first giveaway. It is, well, the second giveaway really wasn't until 1983, and that's the Uno company. Um, hmm. The founder of, not the founder of Uno. I guess he had bought bought Uno and and had the cards. Uh, he he was um, a sponsor of Tim Richmond, who was you don't know who he is. He was bigger than life. Movie star looks um, raced in in the nineteen eighty Indy. Uh, I think he finished ninth. Got rookie of the year. It was in some accidents, and his mother basically told him to get out of the open wheel car, and so he went he went to drive NASCAR. So the Uno. Who backed Richmond? They did this '83 Uno set, and Richmond's in about nine. It's about thirty card set, and I think Richmond's in I don't know, about nine cards or something like that. And, and um, uh, Buddy Baker. But the big thing is the '83 Uno is Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s first card, mm-hmm. and um, and um, Darrell Walter's first card, uh, Kyle Petty first card and and the back of it looks like an Uno card so it looks pretty cool and they're a little bit smaller than a normal um and then you have um the 85 and 86 sports star photo photo photographics so Ray Mann who I mentioned before who had the magazine he produced uh placemats and they're collectible as well I think they're 11 by 14 or something like that and um they did stickers, small stickers. It's about nine, I think, in the 85. and the 86, there's, I think, about 13 cards. And I had heard that either the stickers were, or that they were giving away as incentives for buying the placemats. And then the 86, they had sold the, the cards at the tracks for three for a couple bucks in, in a Ziploc bag. You know, there was no wax packs or nothing. So hmm. uh, that, that was, like, I guess, the first one in packs. And there's a couple of short-printed, that's, and those are, um, like, Kim Richmond and, um, Jeff Gordon. the Dale Earnhardt is a big, big money card, and, um, Harry Gantt. And then, um, an 87, not necessarily NASCAR, but the open wheel, um, Outlaws, the dirt with the wing type thing, okay. Jeff Gordon's card was in 87. So he's as a 16 year old with the, the real thin mustache, if you want to call it a mustache, you know. That kind of mustache you have with a 16 year old guy. So, uh, And then the big one hit in 88, and that was Max. And that was the first one in PAX. A, a gentleman, Jim McCullough, I believe his name was, he was a sports announcer. He so had baseball booming in baseball cards and right. everything else, and so he realized there was nothing really for NASCAR. So he got a three-year exclusive um, to produce cards, and it was—it's a really cool set. It's hundred cards. They started producing it, and you know, there was no Richard Penny, there was no Darryl Walter, you know, the big stars. So they they stopped the presses and. Started changing cards around, so you have like the you might have heard of, heard it called Myrtle Beach set, Charlotte set. So the first run was produced by Shear Press in Myrtle Beach, so, and they actually put their name on the the checklist.
1: Huh.
2: So on the back, the, so when you look at the back of the pack, it says Max and everything else, and it says printed by Shear Press, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Huh. I'm sure they weren't happy about that. Um, that free advertising for them. Right. So they took that off. And they put uh, Darrell Waltrip's number was ten. They took out the number ten card and put in Darrell Waltrip. Um, number forty-three was um, was Daytona or something, which was Richard Petty's number. They pulled, moved it around, put Richard Petty, and um, they made a couple other changes. Uh, one of the drivers, Phil Parsons, they just mentioned his kids on the back. They didn't mention his wife at all, so they fixed that. And they started the presses running. They took that shear press off. And they ran, and and that's called the Charlotte Print Run, basically. Huh. So, and they produced, uh, like, two different factory sets. You have um, first edition, that's the Myrtle Beach, and the first annual edition, and that's the Charlotte Run. Huh. So, like, say, knowledge is power. Huh. Uh, if you see some stuff on eBay, you know, you see the first edition, you know that's the Myrtle Beach set. And if you see the first annual edition, that's the Charlotte set.
1: interesting.
2: So, th- and then it was off the races, everybody, I never, I didn't collect racing actually until 2005, so I've gone back through all the old magazines and kind of did a post-mortem, I guess, on it, bought some old mm-hmm. ad and stuff, and, you know, tried to dig through all the information I could find, so, but uh, and then 89, Max produced cards, 90, they produced cards, just like baseball and stuff, they were print variations, and I guess that helped sell, so... Um, and they were not so, uh, immune to the, the the glutton of printing of cards and mm-hmm. stuff. So they would have you know different sets and different uh, three my three runs or whatever of stuff. And they had their own Max, like Max had their own club where you can buy stuff through them, buy sets. And so there were different versions of sets, and people were buying multiples, and everything was going up. And like that Myrtle Beach set, I think you could get it. I've heard stories buying that at the track for like twenty bucks. Hmm. There's actually a, on the thing on the back. So the Myrtle Beach print run, there's a header card, the number one card, and on the back it says you can send this card in for 19 1995 and buy a set, buy a factory set. Hmm. They also changed that from Charlotte, so it's 21.95. <laughs> they went up in the price, but for twenty bucks you could have that set. So. And like when I say that is because in the price guide that Myrtle Beach set at the peak hit eight hundred dollars.
1: Holy crap!
2: Yes, it was crazy. That header card I think was fifty dollars alone, huh. um, and and that number ten the the one they pulled out was Taldegger Streaks. So that's a you know expensive one. I think the old price guide listed that as a hundred, a hundred and a quarter. So racing was red hot, and people were buying it up because they like with baseball. I'm going to send my kids to college on it. Right. <laughs> so, um, I don't know how old you were at, at that time, but, you know, during the early 90s, baseball and stuff, you know, you couldn't find a, a dog. Everybody, everything right. was going up. Right. So, um, in 91, some new companies came on. Tracks came in, um, ProSet came in, and um, NASCAR's got. They weren't necessarily the first ones to do autographs. They, they had a, a really, nice in the 92 Tracks, um, and 91 Tracks is the first Jeff Gordon, um, so it's the first, uh, he's on Carolina Chevy dealers or whatever, logo stuff. But in 92 Tracks, they had a great, I think it's a nine-card autograph set, hmm. and the key is a dual signed. Everybody knows who Richard Petty is and right. Dale Earnhardt card. Oh my God! Both of them signed on it on card. It was so that that was a real big big deal. Um, and NASCAR's always done a lot of innovative stuff. Actually, before um, press get press pass in there, um, like in '96, they were the first they put a tire
0: right. on card. I remember those. I, I they I vividly the, the, remember the numbers. tire cards.
2: Yeah, the 96 burning rubbers mm-hmm. and then uh, I think in 97 they did sheet metal Yep. so um, and Max part of the problem with cards and NASCAR is there's no players association or no drivers association mm-hmm. everybody needs to be negotiated with mm-hmm. separately so it, it's a big deal and Max ended up going bankrupt in the mid 90s and Upper Deck I think bought their rights out of um, or bought them out of bankruptcy or whatever it was mm. <laughs> produced a couple cards for a couple years and then they got out of it um, you know Flair was in there um, Action Pack was in there uh, and then Press Pass, was, Press Pass and Wheels were literally the last two and then I think they merged and then you know Press Pass went out this last January they issued statements saying basically they were closing the doors folks um, I've been to press pass a couple times and, and met some of the folks and they said you know you wouldn't believe how much it costs us to get the autographs and get yeah. the fire suits and right. stuff like that and um, I know someone got I, I don't even know if you're aware of this but in 2012 or 2013 it was ignite Brad Keselowski was accused of um, ghost pinning his arguments, Really? So, um, I don't, I guess you haven't heard that one then. I have not. uh, Yeah, Press Pass was not happy and, um, and they got cards redone and you could exchange them for it and then he, and then I've noticed he has not been uh, in the card since then. (laughs) So, um, that was kind of interesting. And, um, I, had, I one of the emails I sent you so NASCAR's really cool if you like autographs and I, I like getting cards autographed um, on the rookie cards and stuff and so mm-hmm. they don't charge like the baseball and football guys do I do some you know some projects where I try to do some sets and you know Aaron and these guys um, Dan Marino Montana they charge hundreds of dollars I was his a cheater, was three or four hundred dollars right so so I send you. I don't know if you want to put it on your side or, whatever, or the listeners can go. You can actually get Richard Petty's autograph. Two of them a year, hmm. if you just mail him your item. You can go out and run, uh, collect. it collect my cards and get you know two right. you know mats uh, Richard Petty's and send it to him in the mail with return postage, which is you know seventy cents whatever, and he'll autograph them full name and send him back. The the king of the sport, he he had, you know, over, he had 200 wins. The next guy, David Pearson, only has 105. (laughs) So, you know, you have the the king of the sport. He's the nicest guy you're ever going to meet. And, and the old guys, you know, they've signed for free. Some of the new guys are starting to get away. Um, You know, Jeff Gordon's tough and Jimmy Johnson. Right. Right.
0: I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I, I actually have this information in front of me. I'm going to post it in the show notes. So anybody interested in um, getting one of these Richard Petty autographs, the information will be in the show notes of this show. But you can also, if you can't find it or whatever, you can always send me an email, sportscardshow at gmail.com, and I'll gladly forward uh, that imp- information. It looks like you go to RP museum.com. Museum.
2: Richard, yeah, Richard Petty Museum Museum.com,
0: the RPMuseum.com, yeah. Right, and there'll be some information there, but if anybody needs information, they can always um, contact me. That's really interesting. Why we're on. I have some more questions about um, some of the older cards, but why we're on press pass? Um, you talked about. You know, it was exp- obviously really expensive for them to get the autographs, likely expensive to negotiate with all these drivers. Do you really think that's what um, What ultimately – I know they put out some nice cards and some nice sets. Is that what ultimately you think uh, led to their demise was just simply uh, uh, just economics? They just – it was just tough to – you know, it was expensive to make the cards and, and then on the other end to sell them for a high enough price just wasn't working?
2: I think, um, you know, back in, I guess, the mid-'90s, late-'90s, um, you know, you could hit a case. Um, and then the, it's like baseball and stuff. You're trying to put more and more product in a hit-a-box. Um, they had product like Fanfare where um, a count box, 100 and some dollars, you either got, you know, half of it would be autographed, half of it would be memorabilia. No, they do some really nice stuff. I I had actually bought some stuff online uh came today. Um, pieces of windshield from the huh. 2014 total memorabilia. Uh, the outdoor, I was telling you about the dirt track with the trucks. They actually had parts of the tire. Um, cause it's um, dirt threads or something. I think that was one of them. I don't know if it was in 13 or 14. Hmm. So they do really cool stuff with their stuff, with the memorabilia and stuff, but they had a couple of, you know, high price points with the five-star box. Right. I think that was $500, and that was, you got a booklet. I think they're the first ones to do a booklet, too, and huh. tops took, right. uh, took that, and they also took the five-star name, <laughs>
1: which
2: uh, the Press Pass guys really thought, you know, they weren't mad at. They thought that was, you know, great that, that they had that first, and it um, a nice cherry box, and everything. So, yeah, um, they had the stuff. I just think, you know, I've been hearing over the years that they were letting staff go and guys were leaving. Some of the guys went um, to Panini. Right. I think one of the guys, the customer service guy, went to Topps. I know um, how you feel about Topps and their customer service. So, <laughs> um, And I can't say enough about Press I don't, I don't know if I told you this or not, but a couple of years ago, probably two years ago, I got a, a redemption for a 2003 triple, triple threads. No, this was a triple, triple burner. It was I um, think it was sheet metal, fire suit, and something else. It was really nice. Number to 100, Jeff Gordon. Huh. And uh, I sent him an email, asked the, the lady, and she said, sure, just send it in. And uh, sure enough, I, in the mail came my redeemed... Uh, <laughs> That was that was 12 years after the
1: fact.
2: <laughs> wow. And the reason, the reason I got it, I traded somebody for it, I, was, I knew press pass was really good about that stuff. And huh. I figured they didn't let that, you know, they wouldn't have reboxed it or put it into some other products. So.
1: Huh. That's crazy. So,
2: so it has to have been just the numbers. And NASCAR and the drivers, you know, they're trying to get more and more money. You yeah. know how. I mean, just like based all the licensing with tops and right. NFL you and the hassle for what it takes so just imagine if you're gonna do a card of Jeff Gordon so <clears throat> you need the sponsor you need naturally right. Jeff Gordon you probably need Hendrick
1: right.
2: um, you know everybody to approve that right. that image or whatever you're gonna do um, and if you want to get autographs that's why usually, in the later years of Press Pass, the the really superstars are limited because I think they had to pay a lot more for the right. autograph than they did for say the new guy. Right. What so do
0: you I, think? I think
2: it
0: was a, what do you think the future? I mean, now there you know there's no 2015 sets uh, being made. Well, they, they, Press Pass did they dumped
2: the 2015 in. And they usually produce their first set in November December.
0: Okay, and okay. So
2: true to form, they dumped the 2015 in November December, which is interesting because the boxes were about 140 dollars. And I've seen them the last one go on eBay for two something, two hundred something, and there's none to be found. Wow, and it's all gone. Hmm. And a lot of that has to do with I think well, the addition of two two drivers, Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. Okay. So they've come on really strong in the last couple of years. Kyle Kyle Larson is in the Spring Cup, the highest level. He was rookie of the year last year. Almost made the Chase and then Chase Elliott is the son of Bill Elliott
1: mm.
2: who has been how can you say it. He's come up, I guess, the right way. Um, he's drove on some of the lower levels and wasn't really I guess given anything he's worked his way up I've heard stories where he's from Dawsonville or they moved they're out of Dawsonville Georgia and um, that was a big moon shining they used to make runs from Dawsonville down the Atlanta <laughs> and uh, we can talk a whole we can talk a whole show just about
1: that um, <laughs> <I bet. laughs>
2: that was really really cool stuff but they have a, 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 a that's where Bill Elliot's brother I think it's Ernie Elliot they built engines and stuff and so Chase worked there and there's like a a pool hall lunch place and I heard the story where you know, if people worked there, they had to do their the dishes, whatever it was, and he worked there and so he would work there and he'd go over to shop and he'd come back to make sure he did the dishes and stuff and whenever he won uh, in any of the lower series, they'd blast a fire siren in the, in the town or whatever. <laughs> so it's, you know, old school racing
1: mm-hmm. and
2: um, so last year in the Infinity series, that middle series, he was rookie of the year. But not only did that, he won. He got the most points. He was the champion. Oh wow! In the in the middle series, yes. So his rookie is 2011, and that's in the elements. And um,
1: hmm.
2: you know, it was one of the things that you research. The retail, you can't get a Chase Elliott auto. You can, but you can get a Chase Elliott auto in the hobby. Hmm. Um, the hobby boxes have a silver foil inside the box and it's either a black parallel version number to 35 or an auto and so you can get his auto number to 250 or 25 mm-hmm. in red so you know you can pick those boxes up for about $50 I think huh. um, now but you, know, you could have had that autograph for 10 bucks and now they're selling for a hundred and something wow um, and he and he since you talking talk about Jeff Gordon, he will be replacing Jeff Gordon. Oh, so you okay. have this kid. He was running with Dan Earnhardt in the lower series. Dan Earnhardt has a, a team, and um, so he's going to be running Hendrick equipment in the top series. This kid is going to be oh. nothing holding him back.
0: I see. Very cool. Very. That's very interesting. Maybe a hundred dollars is still a good deal. If he's getting uh, inheriting Jeff Gordon's uh, spot. <laughs> It could be, like yeah. you said, I mean, he's going to get the best team. He's going to get sponsors. He's going to get the best cars and the motors and whatnot. And that, uh, that might be very, Napa just, very interesting.
2: Um, Napa just, uh did a three year deal to sponsor him, I guess, to
0: be hmm. a primary sponsor. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, so what do you think going forward? What do you, you know, now that we're, you know, 2000... Oh, yeah, we we're
2: talking about the licensing. Yeah, so, um, I'm on Twitter a little bit and I'm on um, Facebook, but I went uh, Twitter ha- um, NASCAR Licensing is the Twitter handle, right. I think, and I shot them something the other day asking them, and they said, you know, stay tuned. So okay, um, I had talked to a couple of folks, and I know um, there's discussion, and I think like anything, the deal's got to be right, right. Um, I know NASCAR is big; they don't. Do new do not East drivers an independent basically you know contractor,
1: right.
2: so you know that if there was one umbrella of the drivers that would definitely help with the licensing. But you know if you, to think about you if you had the money to for to do the cards tomorrow,
1: right?
2: You know can I get can I secure all the drivers? What is going to cost me?
1: Right.
2: What's going to cost me for um, stuff? You know Panini now. Uh, so NASCAR is kind of different with the collectors. You have your set collectors. I think that's where I fall in. You have the driver collectors. Right. So they'll collect your driver and then all the parallels that go with it. And you have some that just collect like the women of racing. I see. So, um, NASCAR has a diversity program and that's where some of these, the new guys have come up. And, um, so you have a lot of, um, women drivers, Right. Uh, so so some people just collect that some people they latch on to maybe a team maybe they collect Hendrix stuff I see and so Press Pass would do you know you'd have like Walmart has a would be a red or something or Target would be a purple parallel retail would have a gold they might have a melding <laughs> huh. uh, then you have the autos and then um, you know you got some guys like I remember seeing somebody had a Kyle Bush and it was numbered one to five and he had all five of them huh so, um, then they have the patches. So, you know, you run all, all the stickers up. But I say that because, um, i was say, well, if Panini came in and just blasted out stickers, you know.
1: Right.
2: Um, and, and, and did some parallels, whatever. And I had actually thought about this. And, you know, because, like I said, I'm a collect sports card, I don't know, set kind of collector or trying to get stuff on rookie card side is that, um, you know, NASCAR release uh, an image for a set, you know. Um, and then, look, each shop do their own, you know, give them a numbering system or whatever and tell them the, they can produce their own card. So NASCAR is different, I guess, than some of the other sports where if you go to the pits or you write the drivers, they'll give you what's called a hero card. It can be different sizes anywhere from 5x7 to a 11x14 11, 11 huh. of the image of the driver and the car, you know, and the sponsor. So they got multiple sponsors. Um, So I'm trying to think. Yesterday, um, Kevin Harvick unveiled a new scheme for Darlington. It's going to have the Budweiser logo from 1938 or mid-30s. It's yellow with a different old cam-looking... Thing, whatever, so, you know, there's an opportunity for the sponsors to make these cards and, and hand them out and get their, you know, advertising basically.
0: Right, so how do you get those?
2: Uh, you can, actually, I uh, I went on Twitter that like, Twisted T had one, uh, I think it was Sam Holmes Jr., and I asked him because I had heard where uh, I had been to one of the autograph thing where the guy said you know, they were giving away you know, some, some stuff if you just ask for it. Huh. So, um, I went to Twisted Tea and asked them, "Hey, you know, um, I went to their website, how to get um, a hero card, and they sent me two. So, huh. you know, they do that. Some of them ask you to, you know, just pay for shipping, right? Um, and, and what I usually do is, like, um, I don't know if you do autographs or not. You can do like Star Tiger's one, or the, but for the newer guys, you can just go to the the race team's website, and they usually have information about. How to, get for, how to get autographs, huh. so to send your cards. Um, I didn't tell you, but I'm working on a project. So the 2015 is the last year for Press Pass. So mm-hmm. I started a blog that, um, from, I'm trying to get the whole set autographed by everybody. So uh, I mailed some away, um, and I've been getting it back. Kevin Harvick, the old champ, last year's champion, he signs two per year through the mail for free. And um, so I've gotten that back, and... Um, I'm trying to think of who else? A bunch of them, the rookies and all that stuff. To Chase Elliott, if you wanted to send stuff, you can send them stuff So you can go out to the um, our Jr. site and I'm trying to think of who else? The Kyle Larson is Chip Canassi, You can go out there and and read about it. like like Kyle Busch. He won't do any cards. I think he might do
0: cars. The oh, the, the little metal card, well,
1: Okay.
2: But a lot of folks do that. So NASCAR is kind of people do cars. I, I see them people carting around the cars right. and some of these autographs thing. Uh, if you're near a track, they'll, they'll have autograph signings. So, um, j is one of the websites that I visit. It's everything NASCAR and then there's like, more information there's driver appearances. So um, And if you're close to Charlotte or in Charlotte for one of the races, a couple days before, they'll have Fan Appreciation Day. So um, Dale Earnhardt Jr. just did it the other day. There were so many days a window, you'd go and um, click on a link and enter information. to be entered into a lottery to see if you can, if you win the lottery there, you can go there on Fan Day and get an autograph from Earnhardt Jr. and Chase Elliott and all the drivers that drive for Earnhardt Jr. (laughs)
0: That's cool.
2: But then, like I said, they also visit the tracks and they might be at your Walmart or Napa or uh, different stuff. So it, it, there's always, you know, guys signing.
0: Very interesting. So are you looking forward to it? Is maybe. You know, since there's no you know current sets coming out, are do, is that kind of like a blessing in disguise for you? Are you able to maybe catch up on maybe some other sets and and some things that you are working on, or are you are you really um, is it really hard is it hard on you to not have any new press pass sets?
2: the uh, The one thing is, um, one of the new guys coming up is Eric Jones. Uh, I'm kind of bummed that he doesn't have a card yet. And so, Kyle Busch broke his feet, legs. I think he broke one foot, I don't know if he some of his other ankle, but he couldn't drive. And so they had some substitutes in. So Eric Jones is actually going to race one uh, one race for him. So, you know, this kid who's won one, I I don't know if he won the Camping truck or if he won infinity, but this kid can in race too, huh. um, So he doesn't have a card yet. i am um, come up kind of bummed for that, but I'm usually, so you can blow all kinds of money with baseball and okay. football and all those stuff. Racing, not so much. Uh, probably the most expensive thing I've seen was um, there's a dual signed Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Dale Earnhardt Jr. from 2000, and uh, that went for just under a grand or two of them go one for one for um, uh, I guess it was eight hundred and something and one them, I think went for nine hundred uh-huh. something. So and I say that because you know a box of like seventy eight tops will cost you over a thousand dollars. So um, with grading cards and stuff has escalated the you unopened know, an market and and stuff like that. But but racing for a thousand dollars I can buy like every set there is. <laughs> so so I, you know I bought a box of nineteen ninety wheels. Because um, I do some grading, and I have some sets on the PSA registry of the old NASCAR stuff because they're small sets, and um, I like to get them graded for the older stuff. But I picked up a, a box of wheels. I think it was less than forty dollars. It's twenty-four packs. It's got rookie cards of Kevin Harvick, Matt Kenseth, Greg Biffle, and then you have your other stars as well. So, right. um, but you know. It was cheap, and I, I do a blog, the um, um and uh, where I will open packs and video it and, and scan some of the stuff. So if anybody ever found some, st- you know, if you're ever looking for something or see something on eBay, it's like, well, what is that? You know, so I'll pull out the book and look it up, or, you know, I'll get some stuff and, and break it and archive it there kind of a thing. Nice. Um, So um, so I'm missing the new stuff, but there's plenty of old cool stuff. You know, like I said, I was doing some of the older sets, concerts.
0: So you mentioned the, the Dale junior, Dale senior dual autograph. I'm, I'm kind of thinking like, you know, in baseball, there's like the 89 Griffey and there's like, you know, older, you know, Mickey Mantles and stuff. And there's that, uh, Hannes Wagner card. That's kind of considered the Holy grail. What would you say? Like if, We'll probably have listeners out there that they know who Jeff Gordon is. They know who Dale Earnhardt obviously is. Maybe they want to dip their toe in and, and buy, you know, maybe they don't they they don't want to buy it all. Maybe they don't want to buy the hot rookie. But what is like the maybe a great starting point or kind of the holy grail type cards that um, maybe a casual collector could expose themselves to 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 have a card that's obviously going to hold its value and then maybe go up as the sport goes along and we remember i mean when jeff gordon leaves i think people will appreciate him um even more because uh, he won so many times for so many years so what are the what are kind of the, you know the 89 griffies out there what's kind of the the holy grail in your opinion of nascar cards
2: well it's funny you mentioned jeff gordon his rookies or you could get some um, so in that 92 set that, that had the um, dual Earnhardt Senior and um, Richard Petty there's a Jeff Gordon in there and um, I had picked some up I guess for in the 20s if $20 or $30 whatever so they've shot up or shot up to 50, 70 I've seen I think people in there 100 and something um, so you know like y- they get the publicity and, and then um, uh, the, the stuff skyrockets so I would say, you know, hold off on the Jeff Gordons. But Jimmy Johnson, um, his rookie's in 2000. He's got a couple. He's got 2000 uh, maximum and um, SP and actually has some. So in the 2000 SP upper deck, uh, he has a base card. And then they had the S uh, single prints. And then he's got a card number to like 1,250. And then he actually has a signed on card auto in there as well. Huh. So, uh, Jimmy Johnson has won six championships. I, a lot of people hate him um, <laughs> <laughs> because he's won so much. He won five, right. uh, I think five of those were in a row. So basically from 2006 to 2010, he won those five. Wow. And then in 2013. So, you know, I, I, you, the guy, I don't think people realize how good he's been. Right. you know i give him credit i also give him another one is um chad knouse that is his um crew chief right. so these guys uh i would say chad knouse is like way ahead of the curve so there's an all-star race i'll give you an example and it's really cool they race like 10 laps or 20 laps and then they'll um have another segment and then they'll make can come in for pit stop and then like um them how of the shootout at the end they might invert the field and the winner gets a you know a million dollars second place gets to go home so (laughs) you know it's it's all about winning it's not a points race so it's all about that so it was a couple years ago where if you led one of the segments you were like guaranteed like into the first four spots or whatever so jimmy johnson won the first segment and then the second segment he laid back all the way to the end not making sure he didn't get injured you know not injured but the car right. messed up or whatever and that was Chad Knauss and those guys thinking outside the box you know it was like alright here are the rules and we're going to play to the rules yeah. And but everybody else was assuming well everybody's going to try to always be up front and whatever else but you know they he saw it a different way huh. so so Chad is um, um, you know I think has a lot to do with, with Jimmy Johnson's success um so, and that's the other thing, too, is Press Pass has done uh, some different stuff where you can get crew chiefs. You can get, a, you know, signed uh, crew chief cards. Uh, um, I think it was, no, it was 2005, but you can get um, Tony Stewart and stuff like that. But <clears throat> So Jimmy Johnson, I think, is if you wait and you can pick up a Jimmy Johnson autograph for about 100. Huh. I've seen him go as low as 58 bucks. Um, so there's you, know, you always want to buy probably in the off-season, too. Right. The, Tony Stewart is another one. He, um, he's won three championships. I consider him kind of like, I think it's A.J. Floyd. Whatever the guy can, he gets in, he's, he's great at racing. It right. was um, Open Wheel and then um, NASCAR. So he's another one. His rookie's a 98. He's got a couple different types. Um, and I say different times where like press pass for wheels or something like that I see so those are the guys that are going to be there are definitely future Hall of Famers you know no no problem um yeah I'm trying to think of who else was coming up in wins so um Gordon is third on the list of wins Jimmy Johnson's eighth on, on wins so um I don't know if people, you know, if they, if they follow us for the Hall of Famers type stuff. NASCAR's got a Hall of Fame that they built in 2010, I believe, and they induct five each year. Um, so you got, you know, Richard Petty and, and Hart were first year, and um, they're just getting ready to actually vote May 20th on the next five or whatever it was. So, Yeah. I look at some of those and, and, um, you know, they might get a bump. Right. Um, Bill Elliott was in the last class and I'm pretty sure Terry Labani's going to be in this upcoming class. He's got two championships, so he deserves to to be in the hall of fame. Um, who else is big? Uh, yeah, like Brett Kislaski he's won the championship. I think it's 2009. This is your year. Um, one of the guys I think is like Joey Logano Logano oh, yeah. he's changed teams but he has been on a tear lately and his rookie kind of weird he had some autographs in 2008 but I think his first base cards are in 2009 um, and they're not you can get them I was actually looking I think today I think so 2008 went for like five bucks back in January February so um, you know it like I said, people collect different stuff and you, you, could, you can't go wrong. If you want some cheap wax too, you can, you know, um, or actually, you know, buy the sets. The 88 Max is not, I was talking about that, that Myrtle Beach set had the high of like 800 bucks, but you can buy it probably, you know, a hundred and a quarter, um, or maybe a little bit less than the Charlotte set. You can buy sealed probably in the 50, but you can buy an open set for like 25 bucks.
1: Huh.
2: Um, And it's got, it's kind of, I don't say it's the 86 basketball, but you know, it's it's the first mass produced, a lot of them, other rookies. So it's got Rusty Wallace and and, uh, Richard Petty and Carl Yarborough and uh, Davey Allison and um, Alan Kowicki, those guys.
0: Very interesting. And you have a blog. Tell everybody uh, about your blog, how they can uh, check it out. I know you got some information on there and stuff. Yeah, it's uh,
2: nascardradio.com And then on Twitter, um, I'm also NASCAR Radio on it. Um, and then some of the stuff I have out there, I haven't really done any recent breaks, but I've got information out there. Um, so counterfeit's not a big problem in racing, but uh, the, 80, the 88 Earnhardt, so in 88, when they were doing that max, they were trying to get, when they were getting Richard Petty and those guys and, and Darrell Walter, they were trying to get um, Earnhardt in. But I guess he wouldn't sign or whatever it was. So they made a, he was supposed to be card number 99, but they actually ended up pulling him. So um, it was crazy. They were, it was crazy money. I don't know if it was thousands of dollars or at the time. But um, there is, um, I guess a reprint of it, or not a reprint of like counterfeit and on the back Kannapolis is spelled wrong <laughs> so that he's from Kannapolis, North Carolina That's the easiest thing but I've got a whole thing dedicated to um, the Earnhardt and the, the variation so uh, it's got some inf- interesting information so they actually ended up coming to terms with him in 94 and then putting this limiting to 999 with a sticker on it and that was inserted into like medallion and it was one per case for the redemption so it's uh but there's plenty of information out there and then northly so if, if anybody you know i think i'm on facebook too so anybody has any questions i don't mind answers
0: it's fun stuff for me excellent yeah definitely anybody that uh has any questions or wants any further uh information I strongly uh recommend you getting in contact with Val. He uh obviously as you've heard over the last hour here has uh a wealth of knowledge right off the top of your head too. Um I can tell you're you're obviously very uh I I mean we've been we've been talking via email for for years now. Uh, and I definitely appreciate your your knowledge and kind of uh and I'm glad we you know we got you on the show here to kind of you know, we talk about soccer sometimes, and we talk about hockey every 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 once in a while. But NASCAR is so popular, and it's such it's like one of those sports where it's kind of like boxing. It's not that hard, you know. Football, it's hard to sit out. My wife knows football, but I'm thinking about when I have kids, and I'm going to have to explain my kids. Oh, there's the you know the five yard pass interference, and there's a. Uh, there's all these different rules in football that that make it kind of a complicated game for uh, uh, someone new to it. Uh, we might take it for granted because we we've been watching football for a long time. But NASCAR, you can sit down and watch, and it's the fastest. It's the guy that doesn't wreck, and it's the fastest guy. And uh, it's it's kind of a pure, you know, pure sport in that way. And so I definitely, I don't have cable, so I don't get to watch a whole lot of the races, um, but. I certainly try to keep track of, uh, you know, I got a soft spot for Dale Jr., I think. Uh, just remember seeing his father. I remember watching his father uh, pass away. I was, like a, well, I was working at a car shop at the time, and uh, I remember when he wrecked, and then the, the news came that he passed away, and I was like, wow. Uh, so it's a good, That's it's, a, a, it's a fun sport, you know.
2: Yeah, Richard Petty was saying, like, you know, when was racing born? They said uh, when the second car came off the off the assembly line. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I would think I thought, you know, racing with so many people watching it and so much money they're getting from the TV right. um, sponsorship and stuff, and NASCAR's got a small print run, um, you know, compared to the other sports, and you know, stuff's cheap and. You know, it's, it's fun, like say, when you're talking about it, maybe think of okay, the field goals at three points, but if I kick it after the touchdown, it's one it's, point.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, but
2: NASCAR, it's you know you want to be the first one across the, the checkered, the uh, checkered finish
0: line. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I know they got starts and restarts and yellow flags and stuff, and there's some you know penalties in the in the pit boxes and stuff, but it's nothing like football. I mean, tr- I mean, I I think we just take it for granted. But there's all these f- freaking rules in football that that are getting more and more impossible to follow and understand uh, that uh, the purity of a sport like NASCAR for me um, is still I still appreciate it. And and like you said, there's guys like Tony Stewart. He flew in uh, to Stockton 99 Speedway where I grew up. And he goes and does, this was like last year, he goes and does a race at Stockton 99 Speedway. You know, here's a guy racing for, you know, $20 million race cars every every weekend. And he comes and does a little Hobunk uh, race uh, that, you know, no, but that's not on TV. And then he's just doing it kind of for the fun of it. So, uh, you know, I think there's an element of that.
2: Yeah, you mentioned Stewart. um he like I said he's he wants to race all the time. So Kyle Larson, real quickly, one of these was one of these rookies, rookie of the year last year. But I had seen or read that um, he flew Kyle Larson and or they flew together to go race at one of these little speedways.
1: Right? You
2: know, I was like, hey, let's go. You know, like <laughs> a pickup game. Hey, let's go race with the guys.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you're not gonna have Tom Brady show up at uh, the the you know local flag football or the CFL arena football uh, thing. And that's kind of what happens in racing. I mean, I don't know they all, I'm not all the guys do it, but enough of the top guys that are making plenty of money. Uh, and I mean, they're flying in on private jets and private helicopters. So they're doing fine. Uh, they're coming in and doing these races. I know Tony Sturt got in a little trouble in one of his races, uh, uh, rest in peace. The, the gentleman, uh, the accident that yeah. happened, but I mean, it's racing things. Like, I mean, I don't know if you should get out of your car, uh, in the middle of the street, let alone on a speedway. So, um, you know, I just think it's it's one of those sports that uh, a lot of characters and the drivers seem to last for a while. You know, once you get, you know, like you said, once you get your team together, once you get the right sponsors together, once you get the right, uh, you know, maybe feel and experience around the track. Jeff, uh, Dale Earnhardt, I th- saw, I think he's like 40 right now but he's probably still got a a several more years. i don't know how old jeff gordon is but he seems to be been around my whole life uh so the guys hang around a long time and can build um, quite a legacy quite a fan base so i think there's some advantages Uh, we often talk about on this show you know finding the value finding the you know, not overpaying for stuff, and it just seems like what you were saying. You got Jimmy Johnson, who's going to be, I'm sure, at the end of it, towards the end of his career, going to be considered one of the greatest of all time. And you get an autographed rookie card of him for around 100 bucks. Seems like to me, that's a pretty darn good deal. I'd much rather have him over some of these, you know, prospects or guys that, you know, rookies in the NBA that are that are going to be eighth man off the bench in a few years. Uh, it just seems to me there's some value there.
2: Yeah, well, Jimmy, um, you know, Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt each have seven championships. He's sitting at six right now. (laughs) He's still, he, his rookie was 2,000, so, you know, I'm thinking of, like, the Roger Maris comparison, you know, against Babe Ruth, so, you know, if he ties Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt, you know, then it's, you know, can he get eight? Will he be the only person? So, um, you know, Jeff Gordon's getting ready, you know, to, to wind down. He's got four championships, so... um. You know, and Stewart's got three, but Jimmy, you know, is in you know, still young. You know, Chad Knaus is still his crew chief. You know, there, there's no telling, right? You know, he's you know, they, you know, been changing the rules, um, trying to make it so he can't win. <laughs> so you know, he had those five. He had the five in a row. I think the last person, the last one was Kyle Cal Yarbrough. He had three in a row. So um, you know, NASCAR's doing everything they can, to to change the system around. Him, right. So Who's
0: your favorite driver?
2: You know, I, I like some of the, the young guys, um, Chase Elliott and uh, Kyle Larson. I've been following them for the last couple of years. I like I used to go to the National fame and see the inductions and stuff and hear the old guy, the older guys yeah. you know talk and, and the stories and read the old books. Um, the the one like pops my head was Smokey Smoky he was um the crew chief, and um, back in the '60s or whatever it was, they couldn't figure out why he was getting such great gas mileage. So NASCAR impounded his gas tank. So he fires up the car and drives away. So he had a huge diameter for the pipe. The NASCAR didn't ask anything to say anything about the diameter of the pipe.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> so, interesting.
2: uh interesting. Yeah, you hear some of the, the stories that uh, you know the guys <laughs> tell, and and um, it, it's just really cool one that sticks in my mind is, so David Pearson, Pearson, they called him the Silver Fox. He was, you know, very smart and, and very cunning. And, um, I think it was in Darlington, they talked about it, that, you know, um, Buddy Baker's driving and he's got his hands on the wheel and, you know, very focused, whatever. And Pearson comes up and he looks over and da- David Pearson's lighting a cigarette. <laughs> he had a cigarette lighter installed. So, you know, that visual is really cool. So those are some of the, some of the things. It's just, I like the older older stuff and I said reading the books and there's a, a book the Driving with the Devil it's also an audio book it's about the early days of NASCAR with moonshine and, and the pre-NASCAR and early days of NASCAR
1: right. so
2: that's kind of stuff that I've been diving into so
0: very cool well Val we've had you on for, for about an hour here and I've learned more about NASCAR in the last hour than the first 30 some odd years of my life um I appreciate you coming yeah, on but it and, wasn't boring, so no, not uh, for me, it was great, and I'm actually gonna go out and look uh at Jimmy Johnson the autograph cards, like you said, there's probably maybe right now we're in the you know the heart of the season it, i mean i they're they're getting down to the chase, so I might wanna wait till I guess when does the season wrap up towards it seems like October or towards um uh, i guess early November oh November um, okay then, yeah, I don't
2: think they go. Thanksgiving, okay and then they start up um like second third week of february daytona so right so but, somewhere you know, in that window you know, maybe how is it all you know ebay is it all depends on who's got what and where and right. some people put that was the only thing too is that you might see some great buying house
0: right right
2: um, you know i started 2000 maximum it's not sp but they had it for 58 bucks huh. i really considered buying one so
0: okay huh interesting stuff well certainly enjoyed having you on it's nascardradio.com for any kind of information again i i encourage you guys to get in touch with val if you have any questions or if you have any older cards that you know like you said uh there might be some variations that that aren't talked about very much or you know are in old magazines that that are hard to find uh some of this information's not necessarily out there, and Val's uh, an outstanding resource is one of the best that I've ever come across uh, when it comes to NASCAR. So certainly enjoyed having you on today. Any closing words for the faithful out there?
2: Um, nope, just, you know, get your Richard Petty on,
0: That's right, that's right. Well, I'll put that information up, and if anybody uh, can't find that or needs more information on that, they can always contact me as well. Thanks again uh, for joining us today, Val. Uh, Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.